Hello everyone, welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Khan, and I talk about how you can start, run, and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called Pivoting in Public, Risks and Opportunities. Let's get started. Pivoting itself as a pivoting of a business is scary. Changing what you offer is like switching lanes on a busy motorway. There are many things to consider, and steering anywhere too quickly can create accidents. You need to understand where you come from and where you're going with your business or in your car on the motorway, I guess, when you pivot to something else, if it's even just a lane. And pivoting in public adds a whole other level of complexity to this. Now, you're not just making changes to your business. You're also communicating them with your audience. You're involving them and you're putting yourself out there. But it's worth it. And I believe that if you are doing a soft pivot or softish pivot, and I'll talk about this in a minute, preferably with an existing audience of early adopters, pivoting in public is the way to go. So let me explain what all of this means and how to get it right. There are quite a few opportunities when pivoting in public, but there are also several risks. And let's just talk about those risks first so we have them out of the way. When you pivot in public, you run the risk that you endanger several aspects of your current customer base. The public part of pivoting in public is to blame for that. You don't just communicate what you change, like anybody who just changes a part of their business would, but you communicate the whole process, which can often be a bit messy. And any existing insecurities that your customer base might feel towards your product or yourself will likely be amplified when they see you reason about this in public. If your customers are picky or finicky, or they have a lot of choice in the market and can quickly and easily navigate to a different product, then sharing everything in public might be risky. It could expose some of your customers, at least, to enough information to cancel their subscription to your service or product or business prematurely. And some people among your customer base or audience, just some people out there, want to have an extremely solid service whenever they use it. And if you talk about it as if it's something that isn't as solid or permanent as it could be, they might consider your business a subpar service that is not as good as it could be right? in their imagination. Those people are usually laggards or late adopters or mainstream customers. To them, sharing your reasoning in public looks like you don't know what you're doing and they will only buy from people who really know what you're doing or who at least look like they really know what you're doing, what they're doing. And I don't think that's the same problem for early adopters or innovators who know that there's always entrepreneurial risk in building a new product or business. Those people also understand that sometimes the actual experiment of changing the product makes the product the best product that can be. So if you have a customer base that is mostly innovators or early adopters, that would be usually techie people or people in industries that are just leading, like doing the stuff that nobody else does yet, then pivoting in public shouldn't be a problem in terms of their expectations. But if you have bigger customers larger companies or late-stage adopters, then pivoting in public might introduce some uncertainty into your communication with your customers because you're literally communicating that you're not sure about what you're doing, which is fine, but, you know, maybe not with them. And that might lead to them canceling the service or being apprehensive um, when negotiating contracts, that kind of stuff. The second risk is that people who have very high expectations of products in the market might think, if you execute this pivot now, right? If you just pivot, you will then pivot away from the product again in the future. Because 
hey, if, if you stop working on what you're working on right now, who's to say that you're not going to do this in a couple months down the road? And those people that think this are likely the exact same people that would stop buying a product because you're pivoting away from it. So again, these would be late stage adopters, larger companies or institutions. And they do this because they have a more complex process usually for the adoption of products. They have more intense requirements for the longevity of products. People are invested and maybe even bet their careers on it, or at least uh, kind of the career moves that are looming in the next couple months. So if your market consists of these kind of customers, where they expect stuff to stick around for a long, long time, and they expect it to be good, then you will have the issue that people might perceive you as not sufficiently committed to the product you're building, if you pivot away from it, obviously. And this flexibility of doing this, not committing too much and actually pivoting is perfectly fine for somebody exploring a new space. They're building something in a market that is not yet established, a blue ocean market. But if you are in the red ocean full of established competitors, pivoting from one product to another might be perceived as weakness. When a blue ocean, it's perceived as innovation and agility. So... You really have to look at your market and see what your customers expect. When I look at, let's let's just say CRM markets, right? Where customer relationship management tools, they, they have been around for decades and people have pretty high expectations of the things in the market. So if you build something, then pivot, 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 you might not really get an in with the bigger customers in that market easily. But if you look in a market that is just nascent, something that is coming up right now, which I, I guess would be the crypto market or maybe even certain parts of the podcasting market, then building something that you pivot away from and pivot to something else, um, towards something else, that might be fine because, because people don't expect things to be set in stone. They expect them to be variable, to be dynamic, for people to understand what the actual problems are in the space while they are exploring the market. It might be perfectly fine in that market. So it really, really depends on the market. And consequentially, there's another risk. And that is the cash flow of your business. By pivoting, you risk losing any finances that you currently have in the business, right? Your existing customers, pretty much. If the pivot is so strong that your current customers will not purchase your product anymore because it's a completely different product that they can't use anymore, then your bank account might run dry before you finish the pivot, before you actually get enough new customers to sustain your business. If you have a pivot that has a high chance of retaining customers, even though the product is different, and that is usually called a soft pivot, which I initially talked about, then a pivot in itself isn't a problem, and pivoting in public will not be a problem because that's an actual opportunity to do something about your customer base. And I've seen this kind of pivot before, and it happened in public too. So I want to talk about this now. Um, John Yangfu pivoted Banner Bear, his business, his SaaS business, from a fully-fledged web application for creating banner images for, you know, websites, WordPress, that kind of stuff, the stuff that comes up when you put a link into Twitter and you see the little preview image. That's what Banner Bear did as an application. And he pivoted that into an API to generate those images from JSON data. And in doing so, John changed who in the companies he served would use his solution to solve the problem. For the pivot, Anybody could use this product. Any non-technical person could just go to the web application, pull everything together, and create an image from there. After the pivot, became a more technical product that was much easier to use, but it had to be integrated by a technically competent person for it to work. Because, you know, 
automation, right? You build something, you have an API, you send JSON data, and it comes back immediately with a fully fledged image. You didn't need to click anywhere. It's it's an automated process. The moment you publish your blog post, you get a, a preview image for that blog post with all the information in it. Well, that's really nice. And that is something that is pretty much superior to doing it manually, but you need a tech person to do it. And you would think that this pivot is a bit strange because John's initial audience of non-tech savvy users seems to be much bigger and financially fruitful than his new developer-only audience, right? It's, it's kind of niching down. But this act of niching down actually expanded John's audience. His initial product had a lot of hidden requirements that needed to be true for a non-technical person to be able to use this product. They needed to have several software products installed. They needed to have a certain amount of content on those products, WordPress, stuff like that. And then understand several SEO concepts to use this product well. That, in fact, actually reduced the size of compatible non-technical customers in the market, but the amount of those customers in the market significantly. And pivoting increased the potential size of John's market because as his more straightforward tech-centric product could be used by anyone with some technical knowledge and had way fewer requirements, all of a sudden, more people, technical though, but way more, were able to use the product. And that resulted in something very interesting because John's pivot provided him with the opportunity to keep some of his customers, the ones that were already somewhat technical or technical enough to understand what an API is, and then find new customers that he understood better. Because if you have a chance to relate better with your customers like John did when he, as a developer, built a tool for other developers, you should go for it. If your pivot can better help people serve the needs of many others, then it's a win-win situation, right? You get something cool and other people get something much better. And in John's case, it made building the product even more fun as it was closer to his developer preferences. Being a developer, building for developers, then it's a win-win-win situation even. And unsurprisingly, the number of paid customers picked up significantly after John pivoted Benabare towards an API because it just made sense. He niched down but increased his market. And that's a very interesting observation. So there's another huge opportunity when pivoting in public. So let's talk about this. There's the potential benefit of getting insights and feedback much earlier than you would if you pivoted behind closed doors. You can get feedback on the potential direction of the business the moment you start talking about it, particularly if your audience for your business, like your customers, is also the audience of the medium where you communicate the pivot. Let's just say you, you are in Twitter, you are an indie hacker Twitter or software founder Twitter, and your audience is software engineers. That's perfect. Because on Twitter, there's a lot of software engineers. So there's some overlap between your founder cohort audience and your target audience. It's not the same if you, say, work for recruiters that are mostly on LinkedIn, not much on Twitter, and you communicate your pivot only on Twitter, then your recruiters, the customers, don't get to see this and they don't get to engage with you. Has pros and cons, and we might actually talk about this in a minute, but I'm just saying this kind of feedback on the direction of the business from an entrepreneurial perspective can be extremely useful because you get other founders chiming in when you talk about it. And you can get feedback on what you should be changing before you even change it, right? You can have a pre-pivot feature validation session. That can happen within the community that you serve. And you don't even have to run an experiment. Just talk to people 
and you can talk it through with them in your community and your audience. So this feedback cycle in general is much tighter if you pivot in public. It allows you to iterate quicker, and this is probably quite necessary because if you pivot and lose your existing customers at that moment to sustain the business, and you can't sustain it anymore, then every day counts. And needing tighter feedback cycles is particularly true if you don't even have enough customers to sustain the business you're pivoting away from, if lack of customers is the reason for your pivot. So doing this in public gives you very fast and very clear signals as to if your pivot makes sense or not. Even just hinting at a pivot can often help, right? You hint at it, you get feedback from the community that you served, your audience, and you see, okay, people understand that there's something out there that I could do, or people don't understand at all why I would want to go that route. Very helpful information if your actual financial security and stability depends on making the right choice here. Getting more feedback about whether your intention to pivot is worth it and what steps you should be taking is extremely valuable. And you can gather that from the community, from within the community. And you can also conduct customer exploration by pivoting in public. Suppose that you're currently embedded in your customer's community and they already know that you're trying to help them solve their problems because you've been around, you've helped people, you've supported people, you've empowered them. In that case, pivoting into another problem solution space within this particular space of the community that is maybe even more worthy of being solved allows you to understand what needs to be done very quickly and very thoroughly because people want to be involved, right? They see, oh, you're solving a new problem. This is awesome. I understand this problem. Here's what I think about it. If you can extract this information from your community interaction, from the audience that you're currently serving, talking about it nonstop in public, then your validation necessities, that the need to validate every single feature development choice decreases because you actually get meaningful signal from your audience. You can do that with your community and your audience by just involving people and make sure not to just talk about what you're doing, but instead talk to them, to the people about how you can help. I've talked about this at length, about like not just talking about your own stuff, but actually making any interaction with people meaningful for them, providing value right there with every interaction. So this is just a little reminder, but the idea is not to just to tell people what you're going to be, do, going to be doing. You, you have to tell people why you're doing it, how it impacts their lives, and then try to get them to tell you how that, even the thought of that impacts how they think about your product, about their life in the future. Would it be better? Would it be different? Would it be worse? You know, that kind of stuff you have to extract from your community. And that will lead to a very interesting feedback cycle that will help you change the direction of your business in a validated fashion. And that's really what this is about. Because pivoting is scary, right? That's what I said as the very, very first thing when I started this episode. It is super scary because you change everything about your business. Your product changes, your processes change, your customers might change, how you approach communicating might change, your marketing strategies might change, your positioning changes, everything changes. So having the steps you take be somewhat, at least, somewhat validated is paramount to your success. So there we have it. Pivoting in public can be an, an incredible learning experience for a founder, but you have to do it in front of the right people. If a public course change would scare away your customers or cause you financial distress more than you can burden, you can take, take on yourself. 
it might not be the best course of action. But if you can leverage your audience to quickly shift your products towards an even better product founder market fit, then it certainly will be public performance to behold. And a pivot is always interesting. I still enjoy reading about the pivots of people who did this years ago because you can see how much thought they put into this, how much time they put into trying to figure out, is this a good idea? Am I sitting on something that I could do better or do I need to go somewhere else with my energy and my potential and realize this? So that's always interesting. And from a build in public perspective, the pivot is one of the pivotal moments of your build in public journey. Because it is such an important thing, right? It, it impacts anything you're going to be doing for the next months or years. And by being part of this, by participating in your thoughts as a founder, people will love to stick around and follow you and the development of this on social media, on Twitter, or wherever you do your building in public. So if you want to build in public and you are scared to pivot, consider that this might be the one thing that gets a lot of attention. Because pivots are, as um, in terms of rarity, they're quite rare. They don't happen every day. Right? People don't pivot all the time. A pivot is usually something, a major event in the lifetime of a business or at least the lifetime of a founder. Because for some businesses, pivot literally means the business goes away, something else replaces it. Right. So for the founder's lifetime, a pivot is important. And that will mean, from a build-in public perspective, that this, if you tweet about it, this information that you're going to be pivoting, that you are currently pivoting, will increase the reach of your messages quite a bit. A lot of people will engage with it. A lot of people will retweet it or like it or just kind of ask questions, give you their opinion more than most other build-in public tweets or messages that you can find. So it is a, it's a very, very good opportunity to really strongly connect with your audience both your professional audience, the people you're going to be serving, your customers, and your personal audience, the other founders in the field. There might be overlap, there might not be. Like I said, doesn't, um, it depends on the business. But that is a great opportunity for you to really connect with people. And do not be scared to ask for help. Like pivoting is scary. Pivoting is complicated. And there are many founders in your circle or in your circle circle, one step removed, that have been pivoting for quite a long time, that have experienced pivoting, that can tell you about things that you might not even consider. So be vocal and ask about things that you're not aware of or things, um, ask people about the things they can tell you that you might not be aware of, you know, the kind of stuff that the unknown unknowns along the path that other people have painfully discovered, they can be shared with you. And people will like to share this with you because they want to help you. And that's what building in public is all about. So if you want to pivot, if you're thinking of pivoting, communicate to your personal audience first, the, the founders in your circle. And if you can keep this separate from your professional audience, from your customers, then do that. Like Just keep it in the realm of the founders that surround you. And once you have a good strategy, once you know where you're going and you just need um, the kind of feedback from the community of people that will be using your product, then expand your pivoting in public into that domain. If not, if you have, if, if you serve founders or if you serve software engineers and they are all in the same medium, then it's fine. Then you can just go ahead and pivot in public and you will get 
maybe conflicting information sometimes. Some people are more your customers than they are your founder peers, but you have to mentally sort these into two categories to begin with, right? Founder feedback, customer feedback. But the founder feedback is worth scaring away a couple customers because there's really um, a lot of value in other people who've been there helping you out compared to you doing all of this in secrecy just to not scare away a couple customers. The risk of that going wrong is pretty high. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about today. Thank you so much for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L, and you can check out the blog at thebootstrappedfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Sold, where I talk about pivoting too, at zerotosold.com and the Embedded Entrepreneur at embeddedentrepreneur.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfunder.com. If you want to support me in the Bootstrap Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.